Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and pick winners. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an all-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Hello? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. This week, we've got an in-depth look at the NBA All-Star festivities over the next couple of days. A Daytona 500 pick, but we start with some baseball. Pitchers and catchers have reported positivity is flowing and Pakoda is out. Plenty of betters out there. They take a look at these discrepancies between the win totals and Pakoda, and that's how they decide their early bets on these win totals. I did the homework for you guys. Here's where Pakoda is much more bullish on teams than the Las Vegas win totals. Tigers, 12 and a half more wins according to Pakoda than the win totals. And the Orioles, the gap is eight and a half. So you look at the some of the teams at the very bottom, Pakoda saying, no, 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 no. They're not going to be that bad. You can bet the over here. Now, here are the teams that Pakoda is down on. Win totals much higher. I'm talking in that seven to eight win range. Down on the Braves and Phillies in the NL East and in the NL Central, down on the Cardinals. We'll definitely have more coverage here on Early Odds on the MLB Futures, awards, and win totals coming up. But I did want to pass that nugget along before we get into some hoops and some racing. The NBA All-Star Game right here in Chicago. The best players in the world looking around like, yeah, yeah, I'm never coming here as a free agent. But I've got the two biggest hoop heads at the station with me in studio. Rick Camp, you know him as a big NBA guy. You hear him, he uh, produces for Bernstein and McKnight, unfortunately for him. And Cody Westerlin, find his work, covers the Bulls, 670thescore.com. Guys, I thought once we got to later in the week, and here we are, the day of the big events, because I'm more interested in Saturday over Sunday's game, but I'll end up probably watching both and betting on both, but that's why we're here. Are you guys still pumped up, like, say, years ago when you were younger? Because throughout the entire week, I just don't feel the buzz in the city that I thought would be here once they announced that the All-Star game would take place at the United Center. Well, I think part of that's because the Bulls have been bad, and I think in past years too. It kind of just has an effect on everyone in basketball in the city. When your local team's struggling so much and 
only participant is Zach Levine in the three-point contest. But also, some of the shine's worn off the dunk contest probably in the last five years or so, probably since Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon engaged in those great dunk contests. And it's all been done, right? Yeah, so they really got to get creative with that, I think, to get people extremely fired up. But, I mean, it's not what it used to be. I agree with that, but it's still a really cool thing for the city. I was thinking that there wouldn't be a whole lot of storylines about the Bulls because— you would hear people say, well, the NBA world's coming to town and they're just going to be laughing at the Bulls. I'm thinking, well, the Bulls are irrelevant in the NBA for the most part outside of being the number three market in the country. So they'll just tell old Bulls stories. But, you know, I turn on ESPN the last couple of days and they are indeed laughing at the Bulls and talking about fans getting kicked out wearing 86 Garpax jerseys. <laughs> it's It's not... It's not the best year for the Bulls to be hosting this. <laughs> wait, wait, you already wait. mentioned it's not the best weather. Yeah. Free agency is supposed to be part of the Bulls' plan at some point. And Campy, it doesn't seem like there's any attraction here with, with that coming on the free agency pipeline for the Bulls. Are you saying bad weather and overrated roster and uncertain management isn't a free agent combination? Uncertain coaching, as Kendrick Perkins pointed out <laughs> oh, the I other think, morning on Mullion Hall. I would say it's pretty certain coaching. Yeah, what you're going to get from night to night, you just don't know, I guess is the way to put it. Yeah, I mean, it could be 50 seconds when the Bulls are getting blown out that Jim Boylan calls a timeout. It could be 10 seconds left, and they're down by 12, and he'll call a timeout. And the under hits on Campy referencing Jim Boylan's timeout. It's the upset <laughs> of the day that it was Rick and not myself. Yeah. Well, we do want to hold the audience here on Early Odds, so let's get away from the Bulls conversation and tell the people about the opportunities that they have for this weekend to actually make some money. Let's go chronological order. Uh, let's start with the events tonight, of course. Skills challenge, but no, Derek Rose, damn it. Uh, eight players are involved in this one. Spencer Dinwiddie is your favorite at 3-1, to one, won this event in 2018. Last year, Jason Tatum won it. He's 5-1. to one. Chris Middleton, also 5-1. to one. Pascal Siakam, one of the bigger names as well, also 5-1. to one. Chicago guy, Patrick Beverly, won this in 2015. He's 6-1. to one. Campy, we'll start with you. Where do you drift on this one for the skills challenge? Yeah, and you know what? You don't have to force a pick either. If if you think this is completely random, you don't think there's any sort of an edge, just say so. The first thing I would say is it normally comes down to the three-pointer at the end. So at that point, I'm eliminating the two long shots, Demonis Sabonis and Bam Adebayo from jump because they're both bad three-point shooters. Bam is, I want to say, under 20%, and Sabonis is just over 20%. So for anybody that's like, oh, well, it seems pretty open, I'll just take the long shot, I would suggest going against that. So that's why those two guys are the long shots. Yes, absolutely. And outside of that, I think it is pretty wide open. I would go Pascal Siakam. This is his first time at the All-Star Game as a guy that is someone that people know. So as someone who hasn't won it before, big guys seem to, yeah, for some reason, do pretty well in this. So he's a big guy that's skilled, that can shoot the three, and is had to be part of all those elements that are part of the skills challenge. So it doesn't seem like you really get repeat winners here, so I'll go with Pascal Siakam. I'm going to go with Shea Gilgis-Alexander, uh, just because he's really quick with the ball 
all-around guard who can do a lot. Good passer. Three-point shooting isn't as pure of a three-point stroke as some of these other guys. So you mentioned that can't be at the end. That could be a little bit concerning. But, hey, it's still a guard shoot and not a big man here, a center. Like, you kind of eliminated a couple of these guys. So uh, I think he can get after it. And, again, he just has a really good sense of the game. And it seems like I think Damian Lillard, Derek Rose has uh, won these events in years past. Like, guys who kind of get it from that point guard position. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he could be a guy to watch there. All right, Gilgis Alexander, four to one. Pascal Siakam at five to one. And let's go to the three point contest. How about that? That's the one that Zach Levine's involved. Did not want to do the slam dunk because he wasn't on the All Star team. I guess this is his way of pouting. And they make Zach Levine one of the long shots here at 10 to one. Uh, Joe Harris is five to one. He won this last year. You might recall that. Devin Booker was inserted here at 5-1. to one. He's involved because Dame Lillard had to pull out with an injury. The favorite, Duncan Robinson, 3-1. to one. And uh, we have eight players involved. There is a bit of a difference here. They added some time. There's going to be two extra shots from about 30 feet out. Now, Rick Camp, I want to start with you on this one. Okay. I-, I know you were all about Dame, so you had to be upset the other night when you saw that he's not going to be participating. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, that was... That's but, dude. But yeah, Dame's my guy. I had, for the hell of it in the offseason, I put a future on Portland because I thought just that it was more of a number play than truly thinking they had that great of a chance to win the title. But as I look at the two numbers that I looked at, and it seems like after last year where I remember on early odds saying, hey, just keep your eye on Joe Harris because of the catch-and-shoot percentage. Mm-hmm. Like I looked at catch-and-shoot percentage again. Even though he doesn't get many attempts because he's always on the ball, Trey Young of the guys in this has the best catch-and-shoot percentage, but it's only on 1.6 attempts a game. The next guy is probably the reason he's the favorite, Duncan Robinson, 44.4% on over 6.5 attempts a game. So the guys at the top of the board here, if you go in order, like you said, Robinson's a favorite, Bertans, second favorite, Trey Young, Devin Booker. And Joe Harris, same odds as Devin Booker at 5-1. to one. Does it feel like they're following that, or do you think that's the way people are betting it, looking at catch and shoot? I didn't look at it when it first came out, yeah. so I don't know exactly where it opened, but it's pretty close to that. I mean, the fact that Duncan Robinson, a rookie, is the favorite shows they're looking at something, and I think it is that catch and shoot percentage because he has the percentage with the high volume. But then I also looked at the 30-plus foot three-point percentage. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think a guy like Davis Bertans, for me, sticks out. So this is just two shots. Do you think we're putting too much on that? That's the thing is we don't know. Yeah. But And it's also worth more So you, in terms of the points. So you have to keep that in mind, too, is if someone doesn't shoot as well on the regular racks, maybe they can make up a little bit of ground there. So maybe I'm putting too much emphasis on it, but Davis Bertans, 43.4% on catch and shoots, averaging seven of those a game. He's also hit... 70% of his 30-plus foot three-pointers. He's wow. 14 of 20. Again, Berton's second favorite at plus 350. Cody Westerland, who's your guy? Well, I love everything can't be said about Berton's, and he's one of them that I would strongly consider. I feel like there's a lot of uncertainty here. Uh, in this event, just because the margin of error isn't great, you know, like the winner's only going to miss a few few shots yeah. on all the racks. So if you just have one bad rack, it can kind of end it. But like 
Devin Booker can heat up with the best of them in the NBA mm-hmm. at times, and I know he's a late replacement here for Lillard with the injury. Uh, but he's a guy that I think if you're just looking for a little value when he's sitting there around 5-1, to one, it looks like, uh, rather than the guys at the top, I would look at him. I like Bertans, too, because it can't be said of that deep three-point percentage. And he made the comment the other day, they're like, what's your strategy? And he's like, just make them all, you know? That's my strategy. <laughs> I was like, that's the best like quote we have on the three-point competition in a long time. Uh, but do, I do like Booker a little farther down the list if you're looking for someone. If you're looking to take a shot here, there is a lot of value right in the middle. Booker and Harris to be 5-1, to one, both guys' previous winners. And so maybe that stat that has correlated some of these winners, the catch-and-shoot mm-hmm. percentage, you can play to your advantage because Booker and Harris been there, done that. I think they might be cooking in a little bit of that, the deep shot, taking that. Joe mm. Harris has taken one 30-plus foot three-pointer this entire season. And then Devin Booker's taken eight of them, but he's only made one. So I'm going to throw out, uh, if you're in on just taking long shots in these because they can be a little bit of a crapshoot, Devontae Graham's interesting to me, the Charlotte guard, mm-hmm. because Charlotte is brutal, and he has to do so much that if he was put in a proper role, his percentages would be higher, but his, his percentages are pretty good. 41% catch and shoot, 40% on 25 attempts from 30-plus. He's at 10 to 1. He's one of your long shots along with Zach Levine. If you want to play someone like Bertans, who's one of your favorites, not as much value there, but if you want to pair him with somebody else, I think Devontae Graham as a long shot is a real interesting play. Cody, is Zach Levine going to advance one round? Uh, probably not. He's probably going to be thrown off because he's like so open. He's usually used to getting the ball and having like four seconds left on the shot clock and putting up a contested three. I would maybe peg him as a favorite if you were guarded in this three-point competition, uh, but it is unguarded, and I don't expect him to advance very far. You know, we're going in chronological order. They finish with what used to be the most exciting part of the night. Got four guys in the slam dunk competition. Are you kidding me? Aaron Gordon is a favorite at plus 140. The biggest name that you know of is Dwight Howard. Yeah, he's going to turn back the clock. He's a long shot here at 5-1. to one. He did win this over a decade ago in 2008. I mean, going in, I'm as down on the dunk contest as I've ever been. Cody, you're going to be there in person. Are you excited to see these dunks, or is it just kind of like oh, four guys and... What, what are we going to see? That it's not enough. Done? It's not enough star power. I'm excited to see this event in person for the first time. Uh, so it's going to come down to me when you don't have an overwhelming favorite. And I guess Aaron Gordon obviously um, would be the favorite here, as you pointed out. But like some of this to me is just going to come down to creativity. Like which of these guys do you think is going to be the most creative? Because athletically speaking, like Dwight Howard probably doesn't have it like the other three guys at this point in his career being a veteran center. I don't think he's going to turn back the clock on this night. So it's Gordon, Derek Jones Jr., or Connaughton to me. I don't know where the value is there exactly because to me it's a toss-up, so then you want to hedge towards Connaughton. I don't know what his dunks are that he has in mind, but if you're just thinking of creative stuff, I don't know. I think that's where you got to look, and maybe he gets Giannis out there or something like that to help him out on All-Star Weekend. Cody, it sounds like if you're going to take a pass on one of the events, this one would be... Dunk contest yeah. for me is the one I would take a pass on just because it's so hard to project, I think, when there's not a big-name star power there. Okay, Rick, anything you like in this dunk contest? I mean, I guess the one sort of advantage you have, like we said, you may not have the value, but you do uh, have only four players involved instead of eight. I'm like Cody, I'm completely out on Dwight Howard from Jump Street. That 
it took all the gimmicks for him to win the first time just because, mm. I mean, he's, what's between 6'10 and 7 foot. So it's just hard for taller dudes to be able to do as much anyway, which makes me lean towards Pat Connaughton because he's the shortest guy. And even though, you know, he's super white, he's not just white. He's like blend into the court white. <laughs> Pat Connaughton has one of the highest combine verticals ever recorded. So when you have the shortest guy who also can jump, it does come down to creativity to a point. But you have Aaron Gordon, who's like 6'9". Derek Jones Jr. can jump out the gym too, but he's also 6'9". And I went back and watched his dunks from the last time in 2017 when he was in the dunk contest. I don't know that the creativity is there as much. Now, maybe he learned from the first time around, but I think there's value on Pat Connaughton. Okay, yeah, he's your third favorite. You can find four to one, mm-hmm. and it's a field of four guys. So uh, maybe that's a wager to make. Joe Ostrowski with you. Early odds every Saturday morning. Sports Radio 670, The Score, in studio with the two biggest hoop heads at The Score. Rick Camp, you hear him chiming in on Bernstein and McKnight and the Lawrence Holmes Show, and also Cody Westerland covers the Bulls for 670thescore.com. Which of you wants to explain to me and the rest of the audience the rules for tomorrow's game. Well, if we tag team it, perhaps we could do it, Campy. Maybe. Um, All right, I got the pen. So every quarter's broken down scoring for charity purposes, to have a winning charity, whoever scores the most points in the quarter. But at the end of those three quarters, Team Giannis and Team LeBron's numbers, point totals will be added together again. And the team leading, you add 24 points to that, and you have your target score First person to get to the target score at the end of the game wins. So if it's 110-105 at the end of three quarters, Brown's team's leading. The target score is 134. First to that number, for example, would win. It's really confusing right now, but I think if you actually just watch it and figure out... And they put the target score on the screen yes, for you, us. Yes, you'll figure it out, but uh, it's a little confusing going into it. Yeah, okay. If anybody's uh, watched the basketball tournament before, it's the same principle of the Elam ending where it has to end at that target score. It doesn't have to end with a field goal or something like that. But Oh, okay. So you can go over it. it. Yeah. With a field goal or three. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to hit it exactly. (laughs) Hey, that would be kind of cool, though. Like, they can (laughs) have a field goal. Now they have to draw a foul so they can get one (laughs) point. That would be funny as hell. Because then you're just (laughs) like, okay, take a little while. Okay, go score. Yeah. Exactly. Then you, there's no reason to play defense. You can't go negative. That, that, you know, that would be more entertaining. I can't wait to see what they do with this game. So I was talking to a bookmaker a few weeks ago when they put these rules out here, and we know what they're doing, and they're going to honor Kobe and all that stuff and the target score. He told me, he's like, Joe, not only did they make this unwatchable, because a lot of people are not going to get it. We'll get it when you're watching the game, though, like, like Cody just mentioned there. But they made it unbettable. I haven't seen any place put the total on, and for anybody that I know, that would bet the NBA All-Star game, the one thing they would do is usually bet the total because it'd be so high and it would be fun. You just root for points while you're watching the All-Star game. I've not seen it posted anywhere. Uh, Team LeBron, coached by Frank Vogel. Team Giannis, coached by Nick Nurse. Team LeBron is your favorite here. I'm seeing uh, minus four and a half. You look at the rosters. Is there an advantage on either side? So I was thinking about this, but... This is a big moment for the NBA just with Kobe Bryant's tragic passing. So there will be obviously a lot of eyes on this, but, like, LeBron's always risen to the moment in his career and, like, understood the history of the NBA. So if you're looking for— And he's a Laker. Yes, he's a Laker. So if you're looking for 
uh, a team to bet on. Like, how hard are they going to try? I think LeBron will put forth a good faith effort, at least maybe in the fourth quarter when it really matters there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony Davis being a Chicago guy too as well. I think he'll really want to rise to the moment of being in his home city. So that makes me hedge in the, like, whose team's going to try harder category towards Team LeBron a little bit. I can imagine Giannis going really hard, but um, some of these other guys, it just becomes a three-point shooting contest. What about you know. Jimmy? Uh, Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Last time he had the chance, just sat out the whole game. I don't think he's going to be going that hard. All right, so um, uh, Cody is saying take a look at LeBron and Anthony Davis. Team LeBron, if you want to jump in. By the way, LeBron and Giannis co-favorites at 4-1. to one, And the local product, Anthony Davis, you know, he's a fifth favorite, but it feels like there's some value there at nine to one. Uh, Rick Camp, I know you've broken this down. We talk about this every single year around this time. Uh, you always take a look at some of the traits that go into the NBA MVP. I think if it is Team LeBron, Cody's right on it in terms of the narrative that would be played to. It's probably going to be either LeBron or Anthony Davis. If it does end up being Team Giannis, I think it's going to be because of Trey Young. Trey Young also well reported, well you know, oh. just for, well thought out that he had a close relationship with the Bryant family, and he also is the the skill profile to be able to be really good in an All Star game format if he gets hot. If he just starts pulling up for 30, 30 plus foot three pointers and hitting a lot of them, and somehow, even though you look at Team Giannis and it's like, boy, I'm not quite sure. Like they're definitely the lesser talented team. So if they're able to do it. You're probably going to have a 30, 40 plus point effort from somebody. And I think Trey Young is prime for that opportunity. Uh, Trey Young, 10 to 1. And I know you've looked this up, Rick, uh, over the years. Like, we'll see some guys with value, like, oh, Jimmy Butler returning to the United Center. You can find him at 20 to 1. Russell Westbrook's going to get his. He's coming off the bench at 20 to 1. Usually it's a starter, right? Yeah, because they're in there for all the moments, the moments where people care the most at the beginning and at the end. Because a lot of times in the middle, it's like, oh, the novelty of seeing everybody out there, the first set of subs come in. Okay, now I get to, I've seen everybody once. Okay, now your interest kind of wanes for a while until you get to that fourth quarter when everyone, you know, the format's changing a little bit, especially this year. So I think that it's probably leans towards the starters and just they'll play a few more minutes than everybody else. Last four years. So in 2019, Kevin Durant got his second All-Star Game MVP. 2018, LeBron his third. 2017, Anthony Davis. 2016, for the second consecutive year, Russell Westbrook. One guy I was going to say that is going to win an All-Star Game MVP at some point is Luka Doncic of the Mavericks, but... He's eight I, to one. I don't like him this year because he yeah. just came back from an ankle injury. I don't think he's going to be playing quite as many minutes or going as hard uh, as some of the other guys. Maybe if, before that ankle injury, I would have been buying in on him. But that's a guy to be wary of. I think. Guys, appreciate it. Enjoy tonight and tomorrow. Of course, it's going to be a blast, Joe. It will be, Cody. Man, you're who's who? Are you sit next to? I don't know. You think it'll be like shoe and the grobber so, and everyone? So <laughs> I mean, you don't get your normal seat. Do you even know where you're sitting? Oh, I have no idea yet. None. I, I just wonder if they'll throw all the score guys up there together. You Might be next that. to Lawrence, Parkins, and uh, Grover and Shu. So you're not going to be next to Schuster, courtside with Shaq and Shu will Chuckles. probably be keeping score down there. <laughs> know, He'll right? be putting up numbers for the dunk contest it, if we're not careful. He's holding up a nine, <laughs> the shoe mouse. Like, you oh, never know. You never When's know. It's going to be over. <laughs> all right, uh, Cody Westerlin and Rick Camp of six seventy. The score. Uh, thank you guys so much. Make sure that you enjoy it. Appreciate you as always. On early odds, and uh, we're going to talk more often as we inch closer and closer to the playoffs.
Don't forget that tomorrow we do have the Great American Race. And earlier this week on You Better You Bet, we checked in with one of our favorites, Jim Sonis. Uh, he's a Northwestern guy, but he's also a senior writer and analyst for Number Fire, and he gave us a pick for the Daytona 500. At Vandal Sportsbook, Chris Buescher is seventy-five to one. At Caesars, he's forty to one, and at DraftKings, he's fifty to one. So, if you have access to Vandal Sportsbook and can bet Chris Buescher at seventy-five to one, you should stop listening right now and go do that because, again, he's moving into better equipment and. I don't know why he's 75 to one. He finished fifth in both the 2018 races at Daytona. Again, this is a car that is won at Daytona not that long ago, back in 2017. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. won there. Uh, he's teammates with Ryan Newman. Ryan Newman has the most top tens of any driver at pack racing tracks over the past two years. He has six. Nobody else has more than five. He's in a Ford. The Fords have looked pretty sporty. Basically, everything that's not a Chevy has looked sporty so far in Speed Week. So I think that's a plus for Chris Buescher. I don't know why he's 75 to 1. There are guys who are not in the race who currently have shorter odds than Chris Buescher to win it. So I think that you really need to go out there and bet Chris Buescher. So if you're looking for like a really long shot, it's really Chris Buescher. There are some shorter guys I like too, but Buescher is, I'd, I'd bet him at 40. Like, but getting him at 75 to me is outrageous and something you should be taking advantage of. Appreciate Jim Sonis, Cody Westerland, and Rick Camp in studio for coming on this week's edition of Early Odds. Enjoy the extended weekend for most of you. My name's Joe Ostrowski, and don't go anywhere because Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel are next with Inside the Clubhouse right here on The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.